Hello and welcome. I'm Jose Cato, your host, and you're tuned in to Seventh Day Appeal. So once again, welcome to 7th Day Appeal. This is our first episode in the series and in this discussion, we will be addressing the topic of sanctification by faith. It's a topic that is very much uh, is misunderstood. We have many different opinions. Some people think that once you're saved, you're always saved and uh, there is no standard you know, to meet And, you know, some people don't even understand what sanctification is. And so it's something that's very important, but yet very, is very ambiguous to most. So by all means, we are going to be tackling this topic with biblical clarification. This new series will actually be presented in a, an audio book format. I have compiled a collection of writings that the Lord has so graciously uh, imparted to me over the years, discussing various themes such as sanctification by faith, of course, and the Sabbath truth, and various different themes which contain um, the pillars of our faith. And so I've been very privileged that the Lord would use me in that way. And having this resource, you know, having these, using this medium, a podcast, to starting up a podcast to get the everlasting gospel to the world. It's such a blessing to be, to have had that idea <laughs> to make it happen. And so I'm excited about this and without any more delay, let's jump right into it. A study from the book of James, Sanctification by Faith. This complete lesson will stem from the second three verses beginning in the first chapter of the book of James. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. As recorded in these three verses, one may safely comply with the evidence of the Apostle James' strong emphasis on the quality of patience. More specifically, James urges us to be patient rather, or even joyful, in the gaze of adversity. But what exactly is meant by, for the trying of your faith worketh patience? Why does adversity evoke our faith, and then patience? And in context with these verses, what exactly is your faith? As a great book continues to edify and nourish, the following verses may establish our blessed assurance. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 But it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Not only did the writer mention in his letter that the hidden things of God are revealed to those who love him, but he continues by adding that God has prepared something special for the very ones described as God's lovers. 
Let us now, with the Spirit of God, query the deep things written and discerned only by those in whose bosom the love of Christ dwell. Galatians 2 verse 20 I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. The verse sheds light on a terrain of darkness, bringing the gospel of Christ to levels of understanding compatible with and relative to our questions seen earlier from James 1, 2 through 4. Being the writer of the Epistle to Galatia, the author of most books written in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul's influence was widely anticipated through his remarkable ability to teach the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, which synoptically is the gospel. Considering that he was convicted by Jesus himself in Damascus, one can only imagine how deep the impression that was made in the proud immovable mind of Saul. However, Paul states that we are crucified with Christ upon accepting him as our personal savior. This means that of our own free will, we voluntarily decide to die carnally. Not that we have the power within ourselves to put our own carnal selves to death, but as Christ becomes alive in us, by faith given to us through the knowledge of his powerful spirit, we die and he lives in and through us, in spirit and in truth. What manner of love is this that God has so richly for his children? that he would dare live in the mortal flesh of man, being a spirit so glorious as to have called light from darkness, and to have molded the patterns of our universe by the twinkling of his finger in the abyss of his infinite wisdom? Love like this, love unfeigned, projected towards his creation, his children, is yet another demonstration of his unfathomable glory. Words cannot begin to formulate, capacitate, or replicate in any measure a response worthy of compensation capable of gratifying our Lord's greatest sacrifice. Only the acceptance of such a gift can attain the favor of our merciful Savior. I urge every reader solemnly to acknowledge the Spirit as He moves and impresses upon your hearts the will of His Father in heaven. By this revelation of Galatians 2 verse 20, we see that it is the Spirit of Christ in us that actuates our steadfastness and righteousness in Christ. Ever heard a Christian say, My life is yours, Lord? Though most may not fully understand the true nature of Christ dwelling in us, his temple, the statement should be taken quite literally, as we are, in fact, an extension of Christ. Jesus himself said to his disciples, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. John 14 verse 11 In this same manner, Christ is in us, and we in him. I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. John 14 verse 6. Abide in me, and I in you. 
as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. John chapter 15 verse 4. Remember when James said, Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience? But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing? The trying of your faith is none other than the trying of the living Christ in you by faith. And if Christ in you is tried and avails to victory, you would have successfully, through Christ, borne the fruit of your labor, through Christ. In context, the fruit of his spirit, the very fruit he himself spoke of in John 15 verse 4. Galatians 5 verse 22 through 26 shows that patience or long-suffering is a fruit of God's spirit. To put it simply, we are the temple of Christ. Once we have believed in him as our savior, receiving his sacrifice and have accepted him as such into our minds. Once this is done, he lives in us. And when he is tried through temptation or hardships and does not yield, he will bear the fruits of his spirit in us and cause us to be sanctified. May the Lord richly bless the hearers and certainly the doers of his word.